Welcome back to another episode of Disc Read Error, the podcast where every week we dive into the extensive and fascinating library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week we're going wild with <laughs> Ape Escape 2 for sequel month. Ooh, ooh, ee, ee, ooh, ooh. Ah. Sequel month continues. Sequel month. Question for you. Did you ever play Ape Escape 1? No. You didn't play Ape Escape 1? Was that on, uh, I get this. It's on the PlayStation 1. I get this confused with Super Monkey Ball. It's very different. (laughs) I know it's very different, but I get, I still get them confused because they're, they're obviously the titles. Yeah, I guess. And, and I, I, I guess it's not like a wildly different animation style. Too. No, no. I played Ape Escape 1. I loved Ape Escape 1. Loves it. I was a big fan. I do remember it was the first game on PlayStation 1 that you had to have a DualShock controller to play. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, if you did, because the, the, the controls for Ape Escape 1 and 2 are the exact same. But if you didn't, so if you don't have the joysticks, you literally cannot do anything. Oh, wow at all wow so i remember i rented it from blockbuster the Uh shout out shout out to the former blockbuster in garden grove california shout out and it's i was like super into crash bandicoot at this time too okay yeah and i was this just hit that sweet spot yeah i was like hell yeah let's go (laughs) ape escape ape escape time ape escape well ape escape 2 came out in North America on June 30th, 2003, almost a full year after it was released in Japan. Wow. This happens a lot. And I, I, I think it's localization. It's gotta uh, be. Yeah. In the EU version, the PAL version came out a little earlier in March of 2003. That used to be a thing. They'd have to do PAL and fucking uh, NTSC. Yeah. Now it's just whatever. Well, and there's two different NTSCs, right? There's NTSC J and NTSC US slash C, which can't US and Canada. Canada, Yep. But yeah, so the you can play this game now on the PlayStation Four or Five. It's available in the PS Classics collection. But very interesting, Mm -hmm. and I can't figure out why they did this. That version is the PAL version. Interesting, and you can tell immediately. Because, uh, A, the voice acting, uh-huh. but also all the characters' names are, their same, are the same names that they have in the Japanese version. Oh. So the North American version has a different name and a different group and a different voice actors and all kinds of, like, it's, it's, a, it's very different. Wow. As far as, like, the dialogue goes. That's also, I believe that uh, the two main characters in this game are voiced by the same people who do Ash and Misty from the Pokemon anime, oh, the US localization of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is super interesting. Yeah. Wow. And it sounds, I mean, it sounds like uh, you can kind of tell it's not they're they're doing their like Ash and Misty. Yeah, they're just like, we're not doing anything extra. We're just doing that. Yeah. Hmm. But this game was developed by Japan Studio. What a clever name. I know, but it's weird. So I 
kind of familiar with Japan's studio because they have done a lot of uh, assist development work okay. with FromSoft. So they assisted on the development of Bloodborne and Demon Souls, and I think possibly the first Dark Souls. Oh, interesting! Game. But they have like a pretty, a pretty extensive history in being like an auxiliary developer for like incredible games. Wow. Okay. And Japan Studio itself is formed by a bunch of internal development teams that were being disbanded, then reorganized and spun off into their own studio, hmm. like Team Eco. They, oh, wow. uh, okay. Eco, Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian, Project Siren, hmm. which did Siren, of course, of and course. Forbidden Siren, Two Siren sure. Blood But they did all the Gravity Rush games too. I love those games. Oh, me too. I haven't played Gravity Rush 2, I don't play the first one, and the remaster, but uh, very good. But Japan Studio themselves, they did the Knack games. Okay. Which are weird games. Sure. And I always appreciate a good weird game. Mr. Mosquito. <laughs> they done, they've done all the Ape, uh, Ape Escape games, including <laughs> the Ape Academy games. <laughs> and there's a lot. There's way more. There's way more Ape Escape games than you think. Right. Which, you know, you'd think that since there are so many of them, we'd, like, have them still. Like, there's, it'd be a franchise that's still live. But Yeah. But Japan Studio, also responsible for, I mean, now I guess it's not underrated. But when it came out, very underrated, Legend of Dragoon. Oh, okay. So they, they're fucking Which legit, these guys. Whips. It, that is the game that got me in, interested in JRPGs. Okay. And that kind of got led me towards like Final Fantasy games. Okay. Because the only Final Fantasy games I'd played up to that point were seven. like the Game Boy games. I hadn't played seven. Oh, you hadn't played seven? Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Mm -mm. Wow. I played like the Game Boy games, which aren't even real Final Fantasy games. They're Not like, really. Saga, no. They're saga games. Yeah. But they also assisted on like some of like the like core PlayStation 1 games Jump and Flash, Parappa the Rapper. Parappa. Uh, oh. Like, so they, they're, they've been around. I, now, if I understand correctly, they are no longer around. Okay. Which is sad. Yeah, I think it's pretty sad. Yeah, because they have like they have so much stuff. Uh, they did Astro's Playroom, the PS5 game. Fuck, that's yeah. good. Which yeah. is like the best like built-in like pack-in pre-installed game ever. <laughs> I cannot disagree. I think that is the best built-in game I've I can remember at least. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's so and the way that it like highlights the controller like but is still a fun game. Like usually those are just like tech demos. Look what the fucking shit our can, our stuff can do. But you're like, no, this is a fun game. This is legitimately yeah. a fun game. And yeah. and it definitely is that too. It is a tech demo too because no, it is the best game for the DualSense controller. Yeah, no other game comes close to all yeah. the abilities. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty sick. Which, I mean, going back to Ape Escape, the first one that required the use of the DualShock controller. They're all about the fucking controller, man. Yeah. They, they love they, it. They love a good controller. They loves them some controller. Yes, they do. The director of the of Ape Escape 2 was uh, Noato Ota. Okay. I want to say that's it. I'm going to say that's Let's it. Let's say that's it. Yeah. But uh, another interesting thing about this one is that North America, right? Mm. So all previous Ape Escape games... And all Ape Escape games after this mm -hmm. in North America would be published by Sony. 
But this one. But this one published by Ubisoft. Ubisoft. In, in North America, but published by Sony throughout the rest of the world. We it's a weird thing. It's super weird. Yeah. Which is maybe why the PS4 version is the PAL version. Oh uh, yeah, they'd want to put theirs, not the Ubisoft version. That makes sense. Yeah, maybe maybe like part of the publishing deal, they like owned maybe the voice rights. That could be. That makes Still. sense. Yeah, Ubisoft's just like fucking a bad penny. Like you go back into fucking the the kind of era earlier eras of gaming, and you're like, oh, they did this. Like, you know what I mean? They've become like, they oh, they have, did this. That shit yeah. sucks. Yeah, like, this this sucks. Or oh, this wasn't bad. I'm surprised they had anything to do with anything good. <laughs> yeah. And they're huge. I mean, they're massive. Yeah, they're. They've been around massive. forever since yes, they have since 1986 when they made Zombie for the Amstrad CPC. So other than that, there's not a ton on the development of mm. this game. Sure. So let's get to the story of this game, which, like the first one, <laughs> is uh, slim. Uh, Slim's a good word. Yeah, that's a good word for it. It's al it's almost the same story. Is it? Can you see me all right? <clears throat> I have a favor to ask you. While I'm away, could you use the transporter to... Where did they get to anyway? <laughs> Send these newly designed paps to Monkey Park for me. Yes, that's right. So... Basically, the game starts out uh, where you. What's Jimmy? Is it Jimmy? Yeah, it's Jimmy. It's Hikaru. Yeah. Hikaru? Uh, to me, it's Jimmy. Yeah. The game starts out where you, Jimmy, who is the cousin of Spike, who, of course, is the protagonist in the first game, <laughs> and Natalie, the granddaughter of the professor. The professor. The the dude who really is at the core of every fuck up in this franchise. Right. right. And he, through FaceTime, uh, a, a, you know, a, uh, a... Zoom call. Yeah, through a Zoom call, tells Jimmy, you got to ship these monkey pants with this transporter ray to uh, Ape Island. Mm-hmm. Where or in monkey park? Monkey park. That's right. Where the where the monkeys are. You got to ship them these pants. Monkeys they need get, pants. They can't they be running pants. around with their dongs out. That's mm. not how we do things around these parts. Right. So Jimmy, being the lazy sack of shit preteen he is, not only sends the pants, but accidentally sends them monkey helmets. Yes. And anyone who's played the first Ape Escape game... Or knows anything about zoology... Yeah, knows that monkey helmets, bad fucking news. Bad fucking news for monkeys and the world. Yes, bad, bad news. Because, of course, the antagonist from the first game, Spectre, who is a evolved ape... Okay, I had a question about that. <laughs> I was wondering if it was in the first game, because... They refer to him as an ape, but he he seems to just be a guy with the hair covering like emo haircut. Over he's one like an eye. emo monkey, but he's a monkey. He doesn't look he doesn't look like a monkey, right? I'm not wrong there. Uh, he kind of looks. I'm pretty sure he's person. a monkey. No, I think he is. I'm just saying. At first glance, I didn't understand how he was a monkey. 
I guess would be my question because hey, we all share we have a shared ancestor with all the great apes. So fully agree, fully. We're all, we're all we're all just monkeys on this floating rock called Earth. We are, we are. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll accept that. It just it was a little confusing for a first timer when what's his name Spectre. Yeah, yeah. When he showed up on the screen talking shit, and then Natty was like, "Oh, it's that monkey Spectre again," and I was like, yeah. "Wait, oh what? no, <laughs> yeah, wait, what? He's a monkey? Okay, yeah. It was a real fuck up on the professor's part, not euthanizing Spectre in the first. Yeah, he should have got rid of him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so a mistake. Lore. A mistake he would make once again in Ape Escape Two. Oh, and I'm sure in every game in the series. Yeah, you just can't, this, this, this guy just can't, he won't die. He just won't die. So, of course, Spectre gets a hold of one and uses the technology of the monkey helmets to command an army of apes to escape. Yes. And escape they do. And it's your job, as the fuck-up who caused this, mm-hmm. to go use the warp tunnel. Sure. To go to various areas and catch these damn apes. Just catch them. These damn dirty apes. Damn dirty apes. Damn you all to hell. Yeah. Uh, And you got to catch them. And you, uh, not only do you got to catch these apes, you have to defeat Spectre. But before you can even get to Spectre. Oh, yeah. He's got these guys. You have to defeat and capture the Freaky Monkey Five. Of course. I mean, of course. Which are monkeys that don't just have your regular pants. No, they sir. Don't have, they do not just have regular pants. They no, have they special do. pants. They have special pants and special abilities. Yeah, all kinds of special abilities. And you have to do this because Spectre's massive plan, which is low-key brilliant, is he has created a laser beam. Sure. A fr- friggin' laser laser beam that he plans on shooting from space called the lethargy laser that Uh will make everyone on earth just too lazy to do anything about him taking over the planet with monkeys which is arch which is like villain villainry at its finest so it absolutely is it is a simple solution to a complicated problem right remove our will to resist yeah it's not trying to stop us. It's trying to. It's not trying to stop us from defeating him. It's trying to stop us from even trying to defeat him, which is that's just high level thinking. That's high level, especially for a, an evolved ape. This is alpha mindset. Absolutely. This is Andrew Tate, I believe. Yes. This is this, this is al- yeah. This is alpha gorilla mindset. Yes. At its finest. Oh, absolutely. And he, the, so he, he creates this coterie of uh, monkeys that are like his bodyguards, kind of his lieutenants called yeah. the Freaky Monkey Five. And they become uh, insane because of these Vita Z bananas, these special, mm. special bananas that Very make special. them go wild. Um, of course, there's a big fat monkey, which is Duh. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, who can't stop eating the bananas and ends up getting super big and yeah, just fucking jack. Yeah, very fun. But what this does is it does something that the first game doesn't, which it gives this game uh, like legitimate boss fights. Yeah. And these are boss fights in the same way that like Crash Bandicoot has boss fights. Yeah. 
Like, it's not, you know, this isn't fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> this no. is like, move, don't get hit, and then bonk him, bonk him on the head when you can. Yeah, use your latest kind of power thing. Yeah. To with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, at the end, you know, Spectre, actually, this is, this is kind of a cool thing that uh, lengthens the gameplay of this game. At the end, you defeat Spectre, right? Mm. But if you haven't collected every single monkey... He gets out. And then yeah. to get the true ending, you have to collect every single monkey. Every single fucking And then monkey. you finally capture him. Right. For good. And I don't I I didn't know where I was gonna mention this. I didn't play through the whole game. Amateur. I know. <laughs> they gave a unique name to every single monkey in this game, I believe. Oh, it's incredible. There's like a like a Tom Cruise monkey, a Clint Apewood. Yeah. Every that was someone's job to write down, they got a fucking Word document with just write down names. That's probably the most impressive thing in the game to me is that every time I rescued a monkey, and again, I didn't get that far into the game, it was a different name. They never repeat it. It's low-key incredible. It's yeah. Got, yeah, it is one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. You got to respect that level of commitment. I, I to fully do. I yeah. fully respect it. But let's get on. Speaking of speaking of capturing monkeys, uh -oh. let's talk about the gameplay. Wow, a white monkey! What? Vector! Oh no, it's happening again! Doesn't look like he's bothering anyone. Vector is a smart one. We don't know what he might do if he uses his powers to take control over the other monkeys. Gameplay. Uh, so this game controls the exact same. It is the exact same controls as the first game. And it controls, I gotta say, it controls well. Yeah, it controls pretty good. Very well. There is some goofy camera shit. Always. But that's, I mean, it's, I mean, 2002. Yeah, exactly. When this, game, this game was developed in 2001. Yeah. If it came out in 2002 in Japan. Yeah. So this game was developed in 2001. Goofy camera shit is bound to be of course. an issue. Yeah, you can't. It's also weird having trigger buttons be jump. But yeah, hey. but that was a thing. I remember there's another game we did that had that, and it's just. But either way, this game controls pretty slick. It, yeah. it feels pretty good. You kind of swing the right jo joystick in the direction of what you want to whip, whatever you're, what they're called. Uh, what are they called? Gotcha gadgets. The gadgets. Yeah. You got gotcha gadgets. So it's like your net, you have like a stun thing, you have like a little radar, you have like a... Underwater dually bobby thing. Yeah, you got a hula hoop that makes you run fast, you got a <laughs> thing you can awesome. spin it and like a helicopter, yes, all sir. kinds of cool shit, and you use the right joystick to whip it at a monkey, mm -hmm. and you use the left joystick to move. What more much. do you want? Nothing. And the whole game you're, accomp you're accompanied. You're accompanied by a little baby monkey who's a good monkey, though. He's one of the good ones. Yeah. Named uh, Pipucci. Pipucci. Italian. And he helps your ass out. Because yeah. if you fall off some shit, he'll be like, wait, no, because he has wings, which is sick. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. Well, yeah, and if you, like, uh, die, he'll like he'll be like, oh, let me resuscitate you. Because he's Italian. Yes, yes, of course, he's, <laughs> he's Pipucci. Pipucci, the flying baby monkey. Now, do you feel like, you, I have not gotten deeper into these games, but I feel like he's ripe to be a villain in later games. 
I don't think so. He goes oh, away in the, mi- in the middle of this game. And yeah. uh, I, I would say when he goes away, the game gets harder. <laughs> much harder. Yeah, not having him as like a crutch. Yeah. Uh, it's very much in the same vein. And I... I get a lot of Crash Bandicoot vibes from this game. 100%. Especially the loading music. The loading music is like basically the same. But also, I feel like uh, Pipochi is kind of like the Ooga Booga mask. Yes. A little bit. I also found a good similarity in its relationship to violence. Uh, Like when you hit, it felt very similar. Like when you hit something in Crash, there's a certain style of. It's a bonk. Yeah, and there's a bonk in this too. Like when a monkey's getting a little, uh, you know, he's getting a little too big for his britches, and he doesn't want to get captured, and you got to give him a little bit of what for. Yeah, you got to let him. Got to give him the business. You got to check him. Yeah. When you do that, I feel very similar to when you hit something and crash. It had that same kind of feel. Yeah, like a boink, a bonk, a sure. boink. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very satisfying. Which is funny because some of these monkeys have bombs and guns and. Banana peels. Bana- oh my god. But some of them are dressed as Frenchmen. Some of them are yeah. dressed as uh as pharaohs. Yeah. Or jesters. Like they got all kinds of skills that will keep you from catching them. They do. They get a lot like if you think you know what this game is in level like one, two, and three. Like there's like I think one in level four was the first time. I think he's the one with the banana peels where you're like Okay, so this isn't going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be just platforming. Some of these monkeys are going to put up a bit of a fucking fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a bit of backtracking because some stages have monkeys you cannot get to until you get gotcha gadgets from another level. Correct. So you got to go back. So in a way, this kind of reminds me a little bit of Mario 64. Hot take. Okay. I, sure. I I honestly think I think I think uh, level design wise, this kind of feels a little Mario sixty four. You know, okay, I guess I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm think with about you. Mario sixty four. Right? You hop into the portrait. You run like the stages aren't massive. No, they're not. But this, these aren't either. Yeah, and you kind of like there. It, there's some good verticality. Yeah, yeah. In the levels, the controls are not exactly working with you. No. Neither is the camera. Never. And it kind of like relies a little bit on like inertia, right? Like you get going, you got to keep going. Hmm. So this is an interesting observation that I did not work out when I was playing it. If I'm absolutely full of shit, someone please check me. But I would beg someone listening to play Mario 64 if you can on original hardware so you get the the feeling of using that single joystick mm-hmm. that fucking and thing. then play this game and tell me that it doesn't feel there's not a similar feel to it yeah the you're trying to get you, stars you're getting coins yeah think of the apes as stars that can just run away from you and throw fucking banana peels at yeah or shoot you. yeah 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 <laughs> The inertia thing is interesting. I'd have to, like you say, I'd have to play Mario 64 in original hardware to really make, but it's starting to feel like it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Yeah. And maybe that's why I like this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is I really like Mario 64 a lot. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot. And there's a lot of gadgets that help you out. Mm. And, you know, that, that's, 
that's really what it is. But the cool thing about this game, if this game were just going through each of these levels, collecting all of the apes, this game wouldn't, there would not be much to this game. Correct. There's not that many levels. No, it's like 20, it doesn't take that long to kind of get through like the main campaign area. <laughs> so this game has a couple things to help with that. It has a new game plus. Yeah. Which is sick. It is. New game plus was still like a relatively like novel thing mm. at this, you know, at, at this stage of video games. But you can play a spike who is the hero from the first game, and you have all the gadgets from the get-go. And you can replay the game as the original protagonist and just basically, like, speedrun it. Yeah. It's doing it's it's doing the infinite ammo thing. You do, like, yeah, another... Yeah, yeah. yeah, you do, like, another run with infinite ammo. But there's also, like, there's three side games. Three mm. little mini-games. Mini-games. And the mini-games are pretty sick fucking to be, to be awesome yeah i don't okay so there's there's three right there's a soccer yeah. game mm -hmm. it's called monkey soccer yeah there's dance monkey dance which is a fun rhythm game yep which and is then super there's fun. monkey climber which i think is the weakest yeah um, monkey climber you're just like good. going across vines it's, yeah it's it's kind of difficult purely based like on because of like the, the graphics are a little clunky with it yeah that's the worst one. The soccer game is pretty fun, though. Kind of reminded me of Mega Man soccer. Mm -hmm. And Dance Monkey Dances, I mean, it's just a rhythm. Just, yeah. just rhythm rhythm game, but it's fun. And it it's adds like, a lot of replayability to this game. Yes. I mean, other than going back and collecting all the monkeys so you can see all their names. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, very cool. There's a... This is... And Ape Escape 2, it, it, it came out in a time... Where there were still these kind of, and it's one of the things that makes the PS2 so great, right? Is mm -hmm. game developers were not just trying to make some huge AAA game that right. was going to fucking sell a trillion copies. Correct. They would take risks, they would take swings, they would make goofy games, they would make sequels to goofy fun games, mm -hmm. and this is why it's like kind of my favorite area of video games. I love the era of Parappa, of Jet Set Radio, of Fuck, yeah. Ape Escape. Like, right. these kind of games, to me, are very fun. Yes. And have, like, huge nostalgia value. I mean, Crazy Taxi, come on. And it's why I'm low-key, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Sega fan. Yeah. And that, that's just, like, you know, this is the, at this point in time, like, these kind of games were still huge and yeah. we still have that a little bit in the indie space it's but indie I was, now yeah it's but not the indie space now i also don't think i think it's more i i and this is not shitting on indie games there's a lot of great indie games sure but like stardew valley but stardew valley is is very clearly and the developer would tell you the same is very clearly a harvest moon clone of course, yeah. And I would think a lot of indie games are just trying to make more fun versions of old games. Or like updated, yeah. Updated, exactly. yeah. They're not like, they're not taking like massive swings. Like there's a ton of Metroidvania indie games. There's a right. ton of, you know, there's a ton of, you know, uh, Shovel Knight kind of clones. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of, you know, uh, what, isometric you know, dungeon crawler kind of shit, right. which I love, like Signalis. I'll give a shout out to Signalis. That game is sick. Yeah. If you're just looking for a game that can capture kind of like PS1 era survival horror, mm. that game's doing it. Okay. 
doesn't control like Resident Evil, doesn't necessarily look like that kind of thing, but it fe- it nails the tone entirely, which Got is it. great. Or a Blackwood, mm-hmm. another another good one, kind of in that same vein. Sure. But with Ape Escape 2, I mean, these games just are goofy and fun. And like, They're just fun. They don't take themselves seriously, mm-hmm. and I would love to see a resurgence of Ape Escape. I would love to see a remaster. That'd be fun. Like, you know, we got the we got the insane trilogy remaster from Crash. Yeah. We got the rip with the Ripto's trilogy remaster from Spyro. Spyro. Give represent. us Ape Escape one, two, and three remastered. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You have nothing to lose on that. People people would go fucking wild for that. A hundred percent. Updated like better camera, yeah. controls, better graphics, obviously. And- Give it the full remake treatment that you gave those games because I, I put Ape Escape right up there with Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Right. It definitely Spyro. I think Crash Bandicoot's the best of these. <laughs> 100%. But Ape Escape is a, a very good game. And Ape Escape 2, you know, I, I was surprised at, at just how much I enjoyed it because I didn't really play it when it came out. Yeah, but it is a lot of fun. But hey, what the what the fuck do we know? What did the critics say? Oh shit, that transition. Ha! I'll give up my evil ways if you can beat me. <laughs> okay then, let's settle this. I'm going to spank you, monkey. So there's not a ton of reviews on this game, but on Metacritic, it has a very admirable score. Of 82 out of 100. Okay. Famitsu, when it was released, gave it a 32 out of 40. Not bad. Yeah. And GameSpot gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Hmm. And said the game's relative ease is offset by the sheer number of weird unlockable items. And the end (laughs) result is a platform game that is, above all, great fun. Right. Okay. Which, which, I mean, is... Fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm fuck yeah indeed. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, IGN Correct. gave it actually a 9 out of 10, saying wow. more than anything, the inescapable level of addiction in collecting monkeys is the overriding reason to not just rent, but to buy and cherish this game, which is a huge... Like, that's a huge endorsement. Yeah, yeah, like, oh my God. Now, like we said at the top of the show, you can play this on the PS like Classics Collection. Mm-hmm. on a PS4 or a PS5. But I will give a caveat on this. Obviously we said it's the PAL version. Right. There is also some and I mean this is a reoccurring theme with a lot of these PS2 games playing mm-hmm. them on PS5 or PS4. There is some bugginess to it. Yeah. There's a lot of visual bugs, there's a lot of clipping, there's a lot of wall like breaking. It does some weird stuff sometimes with the saving. With the, okay. you know, like a, a virtual memory card kind of yeah. thing. PS2 games, for some reason, are like just in fucking possible to emulate yeah. <laughs> on like consoles. But yeah. you can play this game, and I do recommend you play this game, especially fully it being available on that. I mean, it's worth it if you already have like a PS, you know, network uh, subscription to just download it and try it. Yeah. Download the original Ape Escape and try it. Yeah, it's I think you can download the third one and play it right. too. I think they're all kind of available on there. And if you have a PSP, hell, try to find the Ape Academy ones, which I also think might be available on. The, they've done a great job of keeping these games available. 
Which is great. Yeah. Which is awesome. So download it. Download this motherfucker. Download that motherfucker. Okay. Ian. Yes. How are you rating this game? All right. I'm going to give Ape Escape 2 8 out of 10 monkey pants. 8 out of 10 monkey pants. You stole my rating system. I knew I, I would. I'm going to do monkey pants. Of course you were. How would you not? So it's just fun. It controls well. It's. I think the sign of a really good game like this is the clock test where you're like, oh shit, I've been playing for two hours. That Absolutely. happened to me playing this. I did not realize how much time had passed. And I didn't like, I wasn't like, oh, I've beaten six levels. Like I got to, I beat the first boss and I think I beat the second one, Yellow Monkey. And before I knew it, it was like two and a half hours. Like, holy shit, I have to stop playing. I have to feed my dogs and have my own dinner. Like, it just, it's immersive, not because you're like, oh, the story. It's immersive because it's just fun to play. Like, there's something about the connections between your hand on the controller where it's just a pleasing thing to do. Yeah, it has a super satisfying gameplay loop. Yes, 100%. Which, which is why I'm going to give it mm. eight and a half out of ten pharaoh monkeys. <laughs> Barrel monkeys, very good, very good. Because it's 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 similar. It, it's that same feeling that you get in Crash Bandicoot. Sure, it's that same feeling that you kind of get in uh, Jump and Flash in Mario sixty four. Mm. <laughs> it's 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 super satisfying. It's not overly intensive to like no. think think about. So you can kind of autopilot on it and the aesthetic of it is pleasant enough to like keep you kind of from being annoyed, right? Like right. the music, like the music is fun. The sound mm. effects are unintrusive, but like they feel good. The controls right. aren't too complicated or, you know, a pain in the ass. The game's not too hard, but it's not no. so it's not so easy that you're just like like coasting through it all. Exactly. It requires just a scotch of critical thinking, and like that kind of stuff, I think is, I think that's a, I think that's, you know, for a lot of people, the biggest thing they look for in a video game, because mm -hmm. there's there's great things about these big games like God of War and Resident Evil and the Elden Ring, right, where right. they they take a lot of commitment and they take a lot of brain power. But I think video games overall, th this game is aggressively accessible. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, it is. And I think that that's what makes it great. And I think mm -hmm. that's what makes this franchise great. Now, I haven't played every Ape Escape game, but I have played a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of the same, and they're all kind of great for the exact same reason. Just fun. I mean, that's what... And, you know... People play games for different reasons, but at the end of the day, fun is probably the number one reason for most people, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you it's hard to it's hard to not like a game that uh like a ten year old could love and that, you know, people in their thirties can have a good time with as well. Like that's Absolutely. A, that's like a that's what makes just a good game. All right. Well that was Ape Escape and our take on it. Escape Thank the you. Apes. Escape the Apes, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe, vote in our Spotify polls, uh, do all the stuff.
yeah, do the do the subscribe Reno on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure also to follow us on our social medias at Pod on Instagram. You can also follow me at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golding Games. And you can also find us on Whatnot, slinging games, making tier lists, dropping hot takes at Funeral Casual. Sure. And thank you for joining us on for sequel month. Sequel month. Sequel month. We've got a lot of good. We've got a couple more good games coming up, or we one do. more. We got one more good game coming. We got up. one more good game coming. We got up, one more is, big good game coming. It up. is a big good game. Ooh, we dropped it. It's a it big in. one. It's going to be our first dual episode. What? Be, this game is so important and so huge that it necessitates two full episodes so look out for that and feel free to go through our back catalog we've just released a great episode on twisted metal black Mm. marvel versus capcom 2 go back and listen to the god of war and if for some reason you want to listen to the bad audio of nba street we know some people like that yeah some people have at it it. hey if you want to hear our first whack at doing a podcast ever listen to simpsons skateboarding which we recorded on my couch with handheld mics it's if that's stuff. your thing, hey, I'm, I won't judge you, and, oh, I'll lo- I and I'll love you for it. I will judge you, and I will not love you for it. That's my thing. Yeah. I'm very tough to please. He's the curmud- curmudgeonly one on the pleasant one. It's true. <laughs> All right, well, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Bada boom, bada bing. Bada boom, bada bing.